0: welcome to the feed for service dentist podcast part two dr josh ferrara what a success story if you're a young dentist you do not want to miss this if you're an old dentist you don't want to miss it either it's it's so refreshing to hear a new voice new direction using a lot of the things he's learned and a lot of the techniques and skills that he has and wanting to do better and wanting to get better and seeing that success happen almost immediately. So kudos to Josh. You're really going to appreciate it like this one. This is part two of a two-part show with Dr. Josh Ferraro. Again, as always, people service dentist podcast brought to you by Kettenbach. Kettenbach's phone number 877-532-2123. They've got a great range of products. Their new product they're promoting. Is a light cured nano hybrid composite highly filled at 80 percent over 80 percent and it has a fill and flow version called Vesalis Fill Vesalis Flow. High polishability, great strength, very aesthetic, and very durable. It's an ideal composite for anterior and posterior needs. So hit up Kettenbach eight seven seven five three two twenty one twenty three. 532 2123. If you're a, uh, a, a doc that loves the internet, we'll check them out on, on the line, kettenbach-dental.us or kettenbachusa.com. If you like the show, please like it, share it with your friends on all things social media, on any of the platforms that you can find your podcast. Something you don't like, please reach out, tell us about it. We always appreciate your feedback and input. Thanks again, everybody. Enjoy the show.
1: My name is Drew Burns and I'm a part of a small group of dentists who believe something crazy. We believe that the standard of care is just not good enough. We demand the best of ourselves and the best for our patients. We believe that the best way, no, the only way to practice dentistry is on our own terms. If you ask the dental consultants or the corporate CEOs, they tell you that what we're doing isn't smart, that fee-for-service dentistry is dead, and that the golden age of dentistry is over. Yet, While others focus on profits first, we focus on the patient first. And yet, our offices are some of the most profitable in the entire country because we invest in ourselves and we are doing things right. It's our name on the door and it's our reputation on the line. My name is Drew Burns, and I am a Feed for Service Dentist. This is the Feed for Service Dentist Podcast these are our stories. Welcome
0: to the Feed for Service Dentist podcast, Dr. Sonny Spear, our good guest, our wonderful guest, Dr. Josh Ferraro. We're going into part two. Last week was part one. If you'll remember, quick recap, Josh graduated from Ohio State, did a year in a uh, associateship where six months worked right alongside with the doc, kind of a mini residency. And then the next six months he was to take over the, we'll call satellite office. And after a bit, he decided, I think I want to do my own thing and go a little bit farther south. So Tampa, Florida, or more specifically, Plant City, Florida, just south of Tampa, I believe, was where he ended up establishing himself. Bought the practice. We ended the last episode. He bought it. It was October 17th. He told us the, the team, listen, let's just start working. We'll keep things the way they are right now. So my last question to him was, did anything, did they meet, did they do anything? Okay, Josh, at, at what point did you sit down and say, listen, there's going to be some some little slight changes that we're going to do here and there. How did you bring those things about?
2: So w- what I ended up doing was I had like a, I just called it a team meeting I'm, on a Friday after work, you know, get some food Yeah. and then I kind of put together like a little, a little PowerPoint basically. Uh-huh. Um, for i i presented it as goals for the upcoming year right so it, it it looked like it wasn't so sudden so anyways the the big thing that i wanted to do was drop a couple ppos right away so she she was about 60% fee for service 40% ppo who was her buddy yeah or sorry what did you say who was her big insurance plans? Oh, the, the big ones? Well, Delta and PPO, not not Premier, which I I wouldn't be able to get that anyways. You know, the newer grads, you only get uh-huh. PPO. Um, and then she had Guardian and Aetna and then Cigna. Okay. So she was uh, in four plans. Okay. So, yeah. So she had a few
1: and... The future of fee-for-service dentistry is based in membership patients. If you need help starting your membership plan, or if your plan is too big for your team to manage, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com to set up your free membership growth solution demo with our team.
2: You know, when I when I dug a little deeper, you know, I was told it was sixty percent out of network, but it it seemed like that shockingly wasn't wasn't the case, right? So, um, and I wasn't credentialed, right? When I first got there, right? So I had to, you know, pick and choose which plans I was going to sign up for and the fee schedules that they were going to give me for, for guardian were just, I mean, it was, it was worse than charity work. I mean, it was uh, a crown, I think for guardian it was like six fifty. dollars and uh, you know, a composite occlusal was like $85. I'm like, we're not, I'm like, we're not doing it, but you're losing money
0: doing okay so so. how much how much of an analysis of your data did you do prior to doing this so i mean i i I dug pretty
2: deep right i i looked at like you know what the lab fees were and the assisting time like just figuring out how the dollar was kind of flowing through the practice and i just realized some of these it's it
0: it just doesn't make sense so you you looked at the reimbursement rates first that the first thing you looked at yes Yes. Did you then look at the amount of money that come into your practice from those different ones too, or no? So that's something I wish I would have dug a
2: little deeper into because I'm looking at it as okay, I have 250 patients that are, you know, X insurance. So I'm thinking that makes up X percentage of the work I'm paying, but that's not necessarily the case, is what I realized. So, you know, maybe these Delta patients are really 40% of my work, but 20% of my patients. So, that's something that I think I should have looked at a little harder. I wasn't thinking of it like that originally. I mean, it worked out fine, right? We, we kept most of those patients.
0: Um, and so I think how, that, about, how about write-offs? Did you look at how much write-off did you have? Well, so, so here's the thing. And I, I've never seen this before, but when I took
2: over, she's got Eagle Soft. But what, what they did was they put all these fee schedules in for the insurances, right? So the the fee for cigna patients or you know insurance patients it would show the buildup crown 990 right so when you look at your net production it it's not different right there's no the write offs aren't calculated because they're putting those fee schedules in there if that you already
0: sense. you already took the write off because your your right. fee schedule to the so you got exactly. to figure out that's a lot of that's a lot of hand work you got to almost you got to take that out and just get your pencil and paper on and start writing it down so every crown every crown that you did you gave away 400 let's say just use a number sure. right yeah. on that plan or every filling that you did you gave away 100 so you know what i mean so yep. it's so just kind of just wondering how what what was your strategy so as, as you're diving in you're looking at the reimbursement rate right yep and yep. so your plan is okay speaking of the actual, so guardian was the lowest reimbursement. So that's the low hanging fruit. You're getting rid of that first. What What do you do next when you determine that? Well, let's, let, let's go. Let, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself cause I'm excited. So, <laughs> so let's go back to, you have that meeting, you have those goals, you lay out. How do you present it to your team? Listen, we're going to start getting out of network because they've been doing what they've been doing for the better part of five or six, seven years now. Right. Exactly. And I mean, as
2: you can imagine, you know, the first question you get from the team is, well, we don't want to lose patients. We, you know, we, we want to keep everybody, which I get, you know, it's that type of office. You know, the same patients have been coming there the whole time and it, they think that these patients are insurance driven, but that, you know, it's not necessarily the case. You know, if they, if they're comfortable and they, they like going there, they like the team, most of them will stay if you freeze it. The right way. If you present it in a way that makes sense to them, you know. So, so anyways, so the, you know they're worried about that. And yeah. basically, what I told them was, you know, the the way insurance is working is nowadays, you know, the the rates are flat, right? You know, I can we can raise the fees to a million dollars, but it these insurances have been paying the same fee for a crown every single year for the past, you know. 10 years or more. Sometimes sometimes the reimbursement rates are dropping. So right. it what I needed them to understand is that insurance plays a much bigger factor today than maybe it did 20 years ago. You know, if mm-hmm. you're writing up 10, 15%, you're not you're not super concerned about it. You're like, yeah, that's kind of annoying, you know. But when you're getting to these 40, 50 percent, it's it it just doesn't, there's a point where it doesn't make sense, you know. And I no, I told them right. that you know, we want, we want to do quality work. We want to have nice equipment, nice materials. And in order to do that, we have to be compensated properly. And I I feel like presenting it in that way, you know, they didn't totally agree with it, but it at least gave them an understanding that, okay, like this, this does kind of make sense. Maybe this can, this can work. So I said, we're not going to drop all of them. I was like, let's just drop one. Let's see how it goes. And you know, when you, when you present it like that, I feel like they were, they're were much more open to it because they're like, okay, well, that's just a couple hundred patients. It's not everybody that has insurance. Right. So, so we started with guardian and so, so when, got, when do you, when do you have this meeting? So I had, I had this meeting towards the end of 2022. Right. So, so I had about a month, month and a half.
0: So, so November. Yeah, this meeting. Sure. November.
2: Yeah, November, early December, something
0: like that. Yeah. When do you implement your dropping that plan? Uh, January first. January first. So you got yep. maybe six weeks to inform the patients.
2: Yeah. So which? Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, that's it's no, it's no, risky. no, no, right. So I'm just, I'm just curious what your how, how it works. Keep going. So what what we did was is we we sent out a letter, which I, I get it's not the best, right? It's much better to meet the patients first because a lot of these people hadn't even seen me yet right? They've never met me. They knew I was there, but they hadn't seen me yet. So I knew it was, it was kind of risky. That's a leap of faith, really. You haven't met anybody. You have no relationship, right? Right. So, you know, I I could see every reason why they'd be like, well, we'll go somewhere else. It's already changing, you know, for those. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to change. Why not? We go. Why don't we change? Right. 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 But my office manager, she's, she's been doing it a long time, like 20, 20 years. And she just, she's one of those people that she just knows how to read someone, you know, she knows how to say things in a way like where they, they get it, you know? And um, she, she's the reason I think most of these patients stayed. Right. So she said so that she's, ha- she's having most of the conversations with the patients. Well, in, in the sense that, you know, they get the letter in the mail, and then they call, cool. Hey, what, what, what does this mean for me? Can I still come here? You know, like those, those basic questions you get when you, when right. you drop them. And she, she talked to every single patient and she wrote down every single patient that, that was leaving. I think we had four is what she, that's what she told me. And right. so most of them decided to come back because um, they, they realized that it, it really only affects things mostly with treatment, right? You know, a cleaning, not a huge deal, a couple x-rays, not a big deal. So when it, when they thought of it like that, they're like, okay, well, I can still come in for my cleanings. It's not going to cost me an arm and a leg to, you know, because they can still use it like a coupon, right? Even if, if it's out of network. So, mm-hmm. um, and now I've seen all those patients, and mo- most of them did stay. So, have- so
0: you've already busted the first myth, which is I'm going to drop ten percent just by by a new new owner, right? But you're you're right. almost forcing a communication line. It's almost it's almost the exact opposite of what you would think. You're almost forcing a a, a conversation here. And fortunately, they thought enough of the office to do that rather than just skate. Right? They call right. and have that kind. So you're 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 actually init- really initiating some good dialogue.
2: Right, right. They're calling the office. Hey, are you guys all still here? Is the staff still there? And when they say, "Yeah, we're all still here," then they're like, oh, okay, you know, they they're like, "All right, we'll we'll give him a chance. He must not be that bad." You know, if you guys all stayed. So, but did you have a lot of conversations with patients? they, they would ask about it. You know, occasionally, I, I would say I didn't get the brunt of it. I think the hygienist probably got a lot more of it than I did. Mm-hmm. But I, I did get asked about it. And, you know, you, you explained like, you know, insurance, a lot of times it really isn't good for anybody, you know, it, and we don't want it to dictate what, what we're going to do for you. What we should do for you is what's best for you, you know, and they're like, OK, you know, yeah, that makes that makes sense. So I, I
0: think it's harder on the hygienist, though, because.
2: They they get all the questions, you know.
0: So how so how did that conversation go as the follow-up with those hygienists? Because now you so it worked well. And now you're gonna go a second round with another plan, I'm sure, right? Yeah. So so how does that conversation go the next time? You're like, well, as our plan, this is our next plan. Or the hygienist, like, hey, hey, hold on a second, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have a conversation. What happens next?
2: Well, yeah, because they they kind of push back when I said I, you know, I think we should drop Aetna as well. Cause I didn't want to sign up for it. And they're like, well, you know, we, all, we're getting all these questions, you know? So I was like, well, what type of questions are they asking you? What, you know, do, you, what do you say right yeah. now? So what, what we ended up coming up with was just kind of like a few phrases and to kind of have in your back pocket. Cause most of the questions, you know, they're, they're four or five questions that you're going to get, you know, right. do I have to pay for my cleaning? can I still come here? Is it going to be more expensive? You know, basic questions like that. So we have these, these phrases that, that answer most of those questions. And I, I'm sure they don't love having them, you know, but I think long-term it's going to be better for everybody. Do you guys
0: yeah. role play and practice
2: it? You, you know, we never did role play. You know, I I think we could benefit from that, but as of now, yeah, it's just kind of some phrases that we use to, to answer most of these questions. And if it's, if it's not, if it's a more difficult question, then you know we we typically just involve our our office manager because, like I said, she's very good at just mm-hmm. kind of handling.
0: Okay, conflict. so the fir- so the first one goes well. At what point do you decide to take the second one on? Um, I decided to well, I guess I never signed up for it, right?
2: So, um, what well, what I have been doing is kind of writing off the the difference, which just because I you know you can't bill under right. So so anyways, yeah, so I decided that I wasn't going to sign up for that one. And we kind of made that decision. It was January going into February. Um, and that that's when we started having these conversations about, you know, what what to say, how to say it, what to expect. And I feel like at that point we had a little credibility because patients were still coming in. Right. So I don't also think have they were, some momentum. Right. They weren't as concerned about people leaving. So, but as of now, that, that, that's all we've dropped, right? I, I want to get out of Delta so bad, but um, the teams, they're pushing, they're pushing back on it because of the headaches it can create with billing, which I know we talked about in the last, last week. Um, but I just, I, I think that's gotta be the next one to go. It's just tricky. Cause you gotta have, have them pay up front or try to, you know, collect all those checks. And I don't, I don't want to stress out my office manager too much. You know, I don't want to stretch her too thin because, the office is about twice as busy now as it was last year, so it's it's putting a lot on her plate. Right.
0: So let's talk about that before we get into what it looks yeah. what it looks like of dropping them. What, what what were the numbers? So you started in, we'll call it October first. What were the numbers like four months later in February? Okay, so
2: let's see. Um, net production January was one thirty three, and then February uh, one thirty
0: three. So her practice production, we said was 6570. Yep. Right in that ball. So you doubled, doubled the net production.
2: Yes. Yeah. Not not every month has been 130,
0: you know, plus but just 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 raw number. you doubled it. Okay. And at this point, do you know after you've dropped the first one how much your insurance contribution contributes into your overall numbers? So you have a better handle on they,
2: well, because of how they have it set up. I I don't I don't see the adjustments. Um, I I would say I mean it's kind of a, an estimate. I would say it's it's right around
0: thirty percent though. I I see a lot more. Uh, well, if you patients. went if you went and you pulled out just take Delta. You said, listen, give me Delta, give me all the patients who see us under Delta, and and just print out what that contributes so if that if that those families and you're 133 and they contribute thirty three thousand dollars it's about a third you know right from that one plan kind of thing yeah I, I should dive a little
2: deeper into that to figure out the exact
0: yeah you're going to want to listen to the roger levin episode he talks specifically about some of the stuff oh we don't okay we just we yeah, just recorded it, it. Yeah. yeah we yeah. just recorded so it'll be out probably shortly So Okay. So, so the practice is humming. So there's no 10% drop. This is 133. So that Delta now that, that livable expense has gone up for you. There's going to be a big difference in your net.
2: Right. Okay. And I I should, I should say that I did raise fees a lot um, when I, when I took over January 1st. So I think a crown build up crown was like,
0: so you realize that you've broke almost every rule anybody tells you when you buy a practice. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> but what what but, I realized, go ahead. so you raised your fees. How much did you, did you yeah, so, percent or did you just take specific no- things and raise them? What did you do? What what I, what I did, Sonny, was I went
2: on the ADA yep. 2022 yep. fee schedule for um, Southeast and I, I moved it to 80%, the 80th percentile. Huge um, change. It's going to be a huge change in your height numbers. Yeah. Huge change. And we, so a buildup crown, I just use that as an example because I feel like that's a common, one. but it was around 1300 and I, I moved that up to it right around 1700. Mm-hmm. And not one person said anything about it because what I realized it, is that when the, a patient's getting a crown, they know it, it's expensive. It's a crown. It's a big procedure. So, and they don't get them every day, like every, or every six months, like a cleaning. So no one said anything about it, and it it's still a reasonable price. You know, there's people that charge more than I do, but yeah. I just it was kind of getting things up to speed. Easy time to do it with inflation, you know, things like that.
0: Now, did you have to as a result? I mean, your team is now working, so it's not really truly it's not truly a fifty percent, you know, or a hundred percent change in your production. From the 65 to 130, because if you raise your fees 20 or 30 percent, it's it's a little bit less than that. Well, yeah, yeah, so, that's true. But they gotta yeah. be they gotta be working harder, they gotta be seeing and doing more. So they gotta be there's gotta be some give or take. So what, what have you done with the salary ranges and such?
2: Yeah, so that, that's very true. So my assistant, because I, I have one main assistant, right? So she's she's doing a lot more now, right? So what I did was I, I gave her a raise um which which she really appreciated and then um what what we didn't talk about was the bonus system which I had no idea was in place and I was oh they had a bonus plan yeah but I didn't know about it and it was it was very generous okay very, so it was anything above $58,000 in collections um they got 20% of that split mm mm-hmm which which is a good
0: chunk sure and and i knew, big, but that's based on what she's doing you got it right gotta right that's based on stuff. what she's doing because you're probably going to need to hire another you're probably going to need a, another clinical person and yep. you may need another administrative person just by the and number then,
2: yeah and that, i mean that's 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 where we're at we need someone else up front and i, I do need another assistant or at least at least someone that can kind of be a, a floater maybe for the front and back something like that um so, so anyways, I honored that bonus system for, um, November and December, just because I, you know, like I said, I didn't want to change anything right, right away. So right. we, we did, finished that. Did she that. have a retirement plan in place too? She did not. I I'm putting one in next month. Actually, we're getting that set up.
0: Okay. So for the 2023 year calendar year, there's going to be a bonus system that's going to be reflected somewhere, right? Yeah. Okay. All so, right
2: what I decided to do because I knew I needed to change that bonus system because I can't keep it at 58,000. If we're doing 130 a month, I mean, that would be like $5,000, $6,000 bonuses.
0: But also you're coming in, you got a different debt service than she does. It's a different, it's a completely right. business model, you know? And they, they understood that they yeah. understood. that.
2: So they knew it was going to change, but I, I changed it to a, a scaled bonus system. So I did 10% of anything between 70 and 90, and then 15% um between ninety and one ten, and then twenty-five percent. Um, I guess above like one ten or something, like around okay. there. And um it it has worked out. I mean, the overhead the it the numbers work, it just works right now, right? So I calculated it out to make sure I wasn't gonna be getting my my staff cost up to like 35, 40 percent. You know, we're still we're still well below 30, even with that. That mm-hmm.
1: bonus.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, make sure you are putting some money away for some capital improvements too. Yes. Yes. Let's do some planning. Just put like a rainy day fund aside. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, yeah. All right. So place is cooking. You dropped the first plan. You dropped the second one. When did you start dropping the at night? Cause, cause you didn't sign up for it. So. Well, yeah. Fa- ipso facto, you dropped it January, but you didn't really quote unquote, tell them, and then right. did you approach the second one any differently? You, you know, not,
2: not really. Honestly, we did. We so did no letter? letter? We, we did. Oh, no, we excuse did. me. Letter. You sent the yep, letter. We, we did the letter. Did modify the letter. No. Okay. So same letter. Yep. All right. Same, yep. Same letter. Um, knew what to talk about on the phone. A little more Thanks. experience on your side yep. now. Yep. And it. It it went fine. We didn't really lose many patients. They, the big thing that they cared about was how does it affect their cleaning, mm-hmm. you know, and because that's what they do every six months. Gotcha. So, uh, okay. As long as that seemed reasonable to them, a lot of, in a lot of these um, insurances, when you're out of network, they they sometimes pay the full cleaning. Not all of them, obviously, but you know some of these plans do. Okay. So, um, okay. so yeah, we we went out out of network with those two. And then like I said, the next one I want to do is Delta. Which...
0: Is that your last one? You said there's four. Yeah. So um what do we have What? Cigna. Signa. Cigna and Delta. Do you one. have any idea which one's the lion's share then? Well, those two? Delta. Yeah. Why don't Delta. you drop Cigna right now and then take care of Delta later? Well, we we
2: could. You know, I I think I'm just getting a little, a little pushback now from from the team with this. You know, I think they're like, like why, you know, like we, we already did two, like just she, my office manager says, she's like, you're in the honeymoon phase right now. You're trying to, you know, you're excited. You want to, and you know, I do listen to her cause she, she does have experience, you know,
0: and you, I, you got to share your vision. You got to share your vision with your team. Right. It's, like, it's about getting like them to understand it. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta share the, you gotta talk big picture on some of this stuff, you know, cause it's very hard to do both. And as as you've converted your practice into an out of network practice, it's very hard to play both sides of that fence. It's very hard to treat that patient in room one for eight hundred dollars and do the room right next to them for fifteen hundred dollars. Same procedure, same it, stuff. It just doesn't make sense. You know, it's, it's it's almost unfair. And take your pick to who, right? Yeah. So exactly. it's 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 not a fair system to to adjudicate. That's the biggest thing. And if they buy in, if they believe the quality of care, and they understand that the benefit to the patient of being out of network, you'll you'll have people rolling the same direction. Right, and you know, a part of me is like, and you're going to lose I? somebody. By the way, you're going to someone's going to you're going to lose one of your staff somewhere, somehow. Oh, yeah, it's it, someone's not going to buy in. They're going to not feel right. Their next door neighbor, they've been seeing for years. They have this, and now they're going. You know, it's like you're going to have something you're going to have some pushback hopefully they'll get over it but it takes a lot of lot of deposits in that bank account with them and i don't mean yes. the dollars but the emotional you know
2: yes yes so you know i am I'm, I'm trying to be patient yeah. but at the same time you know i know i know what i I want so yeah. it's just you got to you got to get them on board with it and mo- most of most of the time it, it has been fine you know it's it's there's no drama nothing like that you know it's mm-hmm. just I, you know it is stressful mm-hmm. they're comfortable i get it
0: well you have those conversations with them and you show them the numbers too and you and you talk about it but i i, I think you can't argue philosophy and if they understand philosophy of care and that's what they're and then that's what they buy in on and that's and that's again that's in your DNA and in your core that's what you're saying and doing then it's easy it has nothing to do with the money per se it has to do with Philosophy and treatment of care. Do you want the insurance company to have a seat at the table when we discuss your care, Mrs. Jones? Right, and that's that's where we're, we're not going to do
2: that, you know. But part of me is like, should I should I do like a, a the Dawson Academy or you know some something like that before I go totally out of network, you know, like something that you know kind of puts you above above the rest, you know. So that's you know. that's why I've been a little hesitant. You know, it's easy. I mean,
0: you can if it if that helps you personally. If that helps you kind of feel like okay, listen, I'm worth it. If that helps you increase your own personal value, and then I'm all for that. Laura Mock talks about that. Where do you see your value at? Right. Right. I'm, I'm I'm all for it. I don't think I don't think it's essential. I think it's just a matter of, you know, it's what you really, truly, deeply believe in. When your back's against the wall and that patient has you pinned up against the wall and they're like their fingers in your face and they're saying something. That's when you find out. That's when you find out what you're made of, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not when the you know the crown is beautiful and it matches and everything feels good. It's when you know something doesn't really go right and then and that's when your team really picks, "Oh, yeah, this is it's it's for real," you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's so. cool. So talk about now what do those numbers look like? So you're you're saying so you're up, you're you're up in the you're up in the the six digits monthly now. So yeah. you're taking a, a, let's call it $800,000 practice. You're going to be pushing, you know, 1.4, probably 1.6 in that. Yes. Vicinity. So that's a, that's a huge number That's a, in terms of growth. That's almost a 50% sure. growth when you talk about it. The other part of it is you're not going to have accounts receivable, really. You're going to be collecting what you do, and you don't really have to see as many patients to do the work that you're doing exactly exactly what, what does your new patient flow
2: look like so we're looking we're looking at about 25 new patients a month 15 to 25 it just okay. it, it does vary but what what i i realize is that we, we don't have room for those new patients so that's not good yeah it, well that's that's what my cpa said he, he said you got to put new patient blocks in there so yeah
0: so, yeah. so you have, they to, have do to do that but but ultimately you know what you're going to have to do right expand yeah which we just started so yeah. we're, you got to blow out a wall you're going to put a couple more rooms in and then you're going to grow in that do you own the space so not not yet he he's willing to sell it to me it's
2: a side a and b standalone building side side a is completely empty never had it. it's a shell so we, we just started last week. I had um, Patterson and Henry Shine come out there and uh-huh. they're gonna give me a couple quotes. So we're gonna do four ops on that side. One
0: associate. So you're, you're gonna rent that side or you're gonna buy it? I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. You know, so he, That's he's the Italian me. He in you right rent. there, man. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, you have to own your business, right? You gotta own the building.
2: <laughs> gotta own the real estate, man. My family would be disappointed.
0: That's if I did. right. That's right. You come over things. What are you doing paying rent? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so now, yeah that's for you. so so that's that's phenomenal and and is that part of your has that been part of your financial plan i mean i'm kidding All kidding aside but that part of your financial plan to do all this um to to buy the building and expand
2: um not not necessarily i didn't know if i would just you know keep it small or maybe you know get a second office but this this opportunity kind of presented itself because the owner said hey someone's looking at this space yeah. next to you I, maybe it wasn't true you know i don't know maybe just wants to get rid of it but i i was like well i know i'm gonna need it you know because we're 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 full you in so, a good
0: location yeah yep yeah, I, I i like it i like it um it's it's by a busy street you are know? you doing any kind of marketing or is it you're, you're just too too new with it i'm assuming you're not doing much oh yeah just just word of mouth for now
2: right. i mean you know, you know facebook instagram but we don't pay for anything right now because we don't have a
0: form. but why should you right now i mean you got to take care of the people you got you got to get them to buy into the new doc and and the new you know the new uh the new dude in town right you gotta you gotta oh yeah we're just trying to build trust right yeah absolutely mean, relationships etc and then hopefully then then you're then you have the snowball even hasn't even started rolling for you in terms of the internal referrals you know. Right. Yeah, we, we're we're still then in, in the early stages for sure. I mean, we're not even a year in. But. now what are you doing with your school debt? Are you just chipping away at it? Are you putting some extra down. What's your what's your strategy with uh, that? So so I have been I've been hitting it pretty hard
2: this year. So um like I said, paid off close close to seventy thousand mm-hmm. this year. Um, but I, I I split it, you know, I put money in a, a brokerage account each month too, a few mm-hmm. few thousand in there. So it I want to get it down to a couple hundred, which I should be able to do by, by next year, I think mm-hmm. and then I just just refinance it and keep the monthly payment low. I just wanted it to be under a thousand a month is what I because you know it, it student loans like when you're looking in that three to four hundred range, I mean even on a 20 year it's it's it's, it's a lot. So I was like, well sure it I'm, is. Gonna pay, I'm gonna pay it down. Sure it is. decent amount.
0: Um, Now, on on the building, are you borrowing from the same place that borrowed the money for the practice? So, yes, I've used Bank of America for the practice loan, and I'll use them
2: for the remodel and to purchase the
0: building. Can I give you a suggestion? Yeah, I'm open to just talk to a local bank, get a second, just get a second bank involved. And I I, I really should
2: because Bank of America won't let me fund it until towards the end
0: of the year because they need a P&L, you know, for mm-hmm. trail 12 months. So I mean, it can't hurt you, especially things. some of those smaller local banks. You never know. Sometimes they really want to invest in their communities, especially in a town like that. You know, I yep. could see if that might be something worth looking into. And it's so, always nice to have two good banking relationships. Who do you do most of your banking, like your daily banking? with? You got a bank you do all that with? Yeah, but it's it's actually in, in Wisconsin.
2: I need to, I need to change that. Okay, <laughs> it's a local bank in Wisconsin, so right. that's where most of my most of my personal money is right now. Yeah,
0: because so, uh, it's curious because sometimes when you borrow money, the bank says, "Okay, I've got to do all your banking here too." Um, kind of an yeah. old school way of doing things, and I, I never had that. Although I did ultimately move a lot of my stuff to that bank, but I have, I have very good relationships with two banks. So anytime I do anything, I talk to both.
2: Okay. Well, I, yeah. And I mean, I, I really don't know much about the local banks down here yet. So mm-hmm. it would be worth looking into because otherwise it's put on pause till the end of the what's, year. What's the worst they can tell you? No, we can't do it, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. We and you know. Know, the rate might be a little higher, but at the end of the day, it's not It's not going to make a huge difference.
0: Man, just... Sometimes, though, they got six months interest-free. Sometimes they have some attractive plans because they. it is their community. They want the money in their community. And it's, right. it's and a if, sense of pride you probably get treated a little better too. You know, I would imagine nothing but, like it. I'm yeah. telling you. And you're in it, you're in that community. I mean, you're like, you're in my wheelhouse right now, especially with that yeah. community. And you probably got patients at work in these different banks, you know? Yep, exactly. All right. So things look great. Uh, so care to share with your, you had some, some opinions, care to share some of those opinions to another fellow classmate of yours who might be hesitant about dipping their toe yeah. in this water.
2: Yeah, so I oh, yeah, Sonny, yeah, we were talking. I know a little bit about this over the phone, but um, so when I graduated and took took this job, hundred hundred fifty grand, roughly around there, huh. I, I was just I was just stressed, you know. I mean, you get and kids now. I mean, they have more debt than me, you know. I hear a lot about like five hundred yeah, thousand. It's, it's getting up there now, yeah. It's it's yeah so 150 grand, it doesn't work. Right. Or at at the very least, you're very stressed. Right. How, how is this going to work? So I I think a lot of people think when I pay down my debt, Mm -hmm. then, then I'll go buy an office after I pay down some student loans or, or that they need to, to work at a a corporate office just to get some experience and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and pay off some debt. That's usually what I hear you know for the vast majority of people because they do have student loans um but w- what i have found is that that debt for a practice is it's good debt
0: you know i i it's, took it's out tax deductible debt usually yes did you have a good account write the write the uh agreement so that you could deduct most of it or not
2: yes yes and that i i didn't know you could do that
0: so. yeah there's a huge difference between like a goodwill versus a covenant versus equipment, certain things you can take hundred percent write off, certain ones you got to amortize over 30, you know, there's different ways to take it and a really good account pays for themselves. Just like that.
2: Oh, and he, yeah, it, I can't imagine not having him, you know, I mean, it's, it's saved me tens of thousands already. Yep. It's just through what he's, he's taught me. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, so it's good debt. Right. You know, you, you think about it like, OK, well, you got 300,000 in student loans, 600,000 for the practice. so now you're like, oh, that's a million dollars in debt. But if you if you can buy an office for 600,000 and get it running well, you know, you might you might make five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. And that's that's a pretty good ROI. You know, then nothing not like thinking about your student loan debt and you, you invested know? in yourself. That's what in, I tell you. You're investing in you, and you're get. You, you'll just be. You'll be better off.
1: Yep. Yep. You won't. I, you won't regret it.
0: Uh, you're yeah. preaching to the choir, man. I couldn't agree more with you. I, I I had this talk with. Um, I talked to a D3 dental students in Buffalo recently. I've talked about it a couple times on the podcast, and that was one of the questions. Was like, well, you know, with this debt, should I look at buying a practice? And my first thought was, why don't you try to. If you can get creative in buying the practice, like, let's say they, you know, the practice, they're going to loan you six. And they say, listen, we're going to loan you eight. And and then eight, you can incorporate of the three that you own for the school, put that in there, pay that school part off, you know what I mean? And make it good debt as opposed to the school debt, which is usually bad debt. That's got to come out of your after-tax money. Get it in your pre-tax money. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's huge difference. Right. And, and why not? And I just said, I said, it's just a simple math problem. So we, we did a math equation, you know, went through just a number of procedures. What would this look like? What would your take on? What do you need to make a day? Blah, blah, blah. I said, now yep. all you got to do is add this to the, to the right side of the equation is that something you got to satisfy. Can you do it given this? Now you've got the wheels churning in this baby and this thing's flying for you right now, which is awesome. So it's, you know, it's a huge success that way. But even if, even if you take worst case scenario, you're still going to be fine. Exactly. Exactly. If it,
2: even if, yeah, you're making the 150 to 200, you're still, you have an asset, right? And it's going to be worth some someday. And it's, it's going to make you better off. And after 10 years, it's paid off. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: And you keep and building it up. So you've got, it's like, it's like real estate, right? You're buying that. And hopefully that appreciates just like the practice appreciates. Yeah. So it, I, I just hope that people that are, are thinking
2: about it decide just to pull the trigger on it because everything you see on these dental sites, you know, a D, everyone's working for DSO is under 30, you know, and it's, you don't need to, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where that, why people think that, you know, I don't know if it's just the debt, but I could see maybe for a year if you just wanted to get some experience you know working somewhere else but there, there's really no reason unless you just don't want to be an owner just if that's which is respectable i i understand that but
0: yeah overall, but you could find, you should be able to find a good job in private practice yes yes you should and you can't that's my yeah. feeling too i agree with it okay any other words of wisdom um
2: well if the, if there's anyone that wants to reach out to me and talk about this stuff i mean i'd, I'd love to talk with them because i love talking about it yeah um, that, that would be great i think you have my contact information email yeah, we'll put
0: it in the we'll put it in the show notes um also we're going to do a follow-up remind me of six months i want to do a follow-up i want to see how, how much you got out of the rest of the plans so signa so and delta are on your on your radar Yep. I want to hear I want to hear how you strateg- strategically pull that up. I think you're ready, but just do it in time, you know, just especially if you can graph it and show show them, but it's all again, it's all your philosophy, right? Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah, well, that'll be good. Hopefully we're talking about how Delta's out of the picture at that point. Yep. All
0: right, last question. If you could go anywhere, any place anytime, where would you go and why?
2: Any okay. I should have known that this question was coming too. <laughs> first first
0: timer, I gotta ask it to you, man. Yep. Um any place, anytime. Back, um, can't go forwards, can't go in the future. Okay.
2: I I would have to say I think I would have liked to um, you know, be in Rome in Roman times back and I think that would be so cool. Just to just to see how, you know, a functioning society back then, how what what they did is incredible back then. I think
0: that would have been cool. Aqueduct, water systems, sewers—I mean, all that stuff. Uh, all man, you know, there's no power. It just blows my mind. Some of the—I don't know how they did it. Yeah, no, it's still standing yeah. today. Unbelievable, you know. Yeah, yeah, still functioning. The wells, the water, everything. All right, Josh. Well, thank you, and uh, I'll say, you know, if you ever need me for anything, you could reach me anytime. I appreciate that. Thanks, Sonny. Okay, man, keep cooking, and when I get down, if I get down to your area, I might stop in. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, that'd be
0: cool. That'd be cool. All right. All right. Well, take yeah, care, yeah.
1: Sonny. Thanks, brother. Thanks for listening to the Feed for Service Dentist Podcast. If you would like to share your fee for Service story, please fill out our contact form at ffsdentistry.com. Also, be sure to join our fee for Service Dentistry Facebook group. For help starting your dental membership plan, visit dentalmembershipdirect.com and membershipmastercourse.com. Finally, for help with in-house financing, visit DentalFinancingDirect.com. And don't forget, your story is what you make of it. This is your name on the door and your reputation on the line. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.